three, two, one. Another episode of the Flyers High and Wide podcast. I'm your host, Angry Jim, here with my co-host, Flyers Jack. Jack, say hi to the people. Flyers Jack at Jack underscore FHW. Uh, happy to be here, Jimmy, as always. Oh, yeah. Tonight we have a special guest for you guys. Standing six feet tall, weighing in at 188 pounds, Philly Sport Network, Sports Network's own Ryan Boyd. Ryan, thanks for coming on the show. We truly appreciate it. How you doing tonight, man? You got it, man. No, no problem. I'm doing, I'm doing real well. Just happy, you know, Flyers got a five-game winning streak, so that, uh, you know, makes my nights go a little bit better. Oh, yeah, we have some positive things to talk about on the show. Um, yes, yeah, for, for once this year, we could talk about a winning streak. We have a, a nice menu of things to, to discuss tonight. Um, we could dive right in. Let's have some fun, boys, huh? Yeah. Um, so let's, let's talk f- Flyers prospects. And I, I know, Jack, you're kind of like the prospect guru on the FHW. What, what kind of questions do you have for Ryan? Well, specifically, I want to know about some of the guys who are closer to coming up. And, you know, we've seen uh, guys like uh, Mikhail Vorobiev, um, Alex Lloyd right. before, um, and everybody wants to know about Felipe Myers and when he's finally going to come up and why it's taken so long. Uh, you know, Ob Kubel as well. Uh, the players that I've just named, really, who's the next one you expect to come up, um, barring, barring whether it's injury or trade? Uh, I know that Vorobiev has made his way back up. Uh, but who's the next board? Well, next anybody you see coming up? Uh, I would definitely go with Phil Myers. I mean, he's earned the right. Talked to him the other day uh, post game. Uh, he's just saying all the right things. He's playing really well with and without the puck. I mean, he's a big body defenseman. I mean, the guy's six five, two hundred twelve pounds. He's, he brings a physical presence. Um, depending on you know, barring injury, uh, I would say probably mid. If Mikhail Vorobiev can get a believe that they're going to call up Phil Myers eventually. Um, he's played well of late, and he played well um, about a against the, the Lava Rockets. Um, had a really solid game, scored a goal. Uh, his eight goal, eight goal of the season. He's got 20. Been on the rush when he needs to. He's got a, he's got a bullet of a shot. Um, you know, I just, I just see if he gets called up and there is no injuries, I would see him either taking the place of uh, Egg or Gudis, maybe one of them sitting uh, as a healthy scratch. Not not so much a trade, um, but yeah, I, I got to go with Phil Myers. It's just, it's odd that it's taken this long to to see him at all, even just a cup of coffee. Um, do you have any idea why that is? Do they just feel like they've been strong on D, well, or what is what do you have to say about? Well, that? I mean, they're so they have so many defensemen right now, and, and there there have been no injuries this year. You know, again, the goaltenders they've had seven different goalies in net this year. Um, defensemen they stay healthy all year long. I mean, really, um, you, you look they got Andrew McDonald, Robert Hay, Radko Gudis, Travis Sanheim, Provorov, Gossesphere, and Foley. So at the same time, you know, to have an eighth defenseman, who are they going to let go? Um, I think there's a there's a possibility, and I talked about this in my Q and A earlier today that went out. On PSN, uh, somebody asked me about the possibility of shopping Gudis. To be honest with you, I don't see the Flyers wanting to shop Gudis right now. He's been their most consistent D-man, D-man all season long. Um, but I think that the Flyers are just so stacked on D right now, not so much talent-wise, but just so much the roster, that they really don't have any room to call Phil Myers up, and they don't really know who to sit. And But I really do believe that Phil Myers has earned that chance to get a call up and play, you know, play with the big boys. 
Yeah, I, I really couldn't agree more. I, I've been waiting to see him ever since he made the camp uh, and got a contract. What was that? Two years ago right. now. Um, but um, it, I have a hard time. I I cannot stand Andrew McDonald. I'm sure I'm not alone, <laughs> and I, I have no problems sending him down if not just sitting him to get him up. So I, that's what I was really hoping for. And I think we had a chance to see Felipe Myers at the beginning of the season when Andrew uh, McDonald was out, supposed to be out for six right. weeks. Uh, of all players to make a miraculous recovery, it would be Andrew McDonald. Right. But uh, I'll get off of that. I'll get off of that for now. <laughs> what do you think? Um, what do you? I, we saw Abku Bell, and he's got that top six like ability. Right. Uh, do you think when he does get up here, he's got who's got a better chance at sticking around, Kubel or Verobia? Uh, I would say. Well, here's here's my point. I'll make this point first before. Bell had not been hurt. I believe he would have been called up before Verobiev. Um, right now he's currently injured. He's, you know, out for, uh, from what, you know, the fans said was long-term at the moment or for a significant period of time. Um, you know, I think okay. he's got a, he's just got a, a better skill set. You know, one thing with Robia is, is that he's not a real fast guy. They're, they were concerned earlier this year with his, with his effort, but that's kind of gone away now. He's shown over the past few months that he puts the effort in. He talked about it the other day. All he's trying to do is stay up, stay up in the NHL. But I think Ubi Cabell, he's just a better overall player. He's got, you know, he, he could score. I mean, I don't think he's really any more than third or fourth liner. But at the same time, he he can be a big guy on the penalty kill. Like if Michael Raffle somehow gets traded before the trade deadline, and Cabell, you know, gets healthy, there's a good shot that he gets called up um, because Raffle's probably him and Lawton are the team's best penalty killers. Um, and Kubel has that, you know, asset where he can kill penalties. So I think that, um, you know, I think we could see him soon. Once he gets healthy, I wouldn't be surprised if the Flyers bump up, especially if the Flyers begin to free fall again. I mean, right now they have a five-game winning streak. But if they start to go downhill again, then the Flyers, you know, they're going to make some more call-ups and see what, see what the guys down the AHL have. Yeah, it's almost – I love seeing them win, but I really feel like based on where they are in the standings that this is the perfect time to see what you have in the kids. And I really was hoping they start moving guys out. I like what they did with Wheel and Weiss, obviously, but just so we can start seeing these guys. So I'm excited about that, but I really want to see more of what we got. And um, to go along with that, do you think a guy like Mark Friedman could ever make a, a – just to see what you have in the guy. Like, I know that you were saying there's a lot of bulk of defensemen, but they're really out of it. And say they move a Gudis and, a, you know, maybe even a Hag, and I don't think they would. But just if that spot opened up, would he be the next defenseman to come up? And what have you seen from him? Uh, I think he's played a pretty solid game with the Phantoms this year. I mean, you know, I really don't think he's NHL caliber at the moment. Uh, I really think the only guy down with the Phantoms right now that's NHL caliber when it comes to um, defensemen is, you know, Phil Myers. But at the same time, I mean, you know, if injuries come along along the way, then I guess there's always a shot that you could see him up here, um, you know, come, you know, the next month and a half, two months. I mean, I guess, you know, there's never – I can't say no because I don't know, you know, what's going to happen on the ice. You know, a guy like Gunas could be shocked, and then a guy like McDonald could go down. So then what do you do? You know, then you got to have, you know, then Foley gets inserted into the lineup. And you don't have anybody to sit in as a healthy scratch. So you, so then you might call up Brian. It, it just really depends on what the Flyers do with the trade deadline and, you know, how, if, the, if anybody gets injured come the next, you know, last few months of the regular season. 
you know, it's funny. It's, we had these tier defensemen going back at last season, the season before that. Uh, and it's like, oh, we're going to get Sandheim. We're going to get Proveroff and Ghost. And eventually we got Myers. And Friedman had always put, put, been put into this other tier. Like he just wasn't up with those names. And I still wouldn't say he is, but it seems like he started to shine and show himself a little bit more. Like maybe we, maybe we got more than we thought we did. Right. So do you, do you project him having any kind of, um, could he push down the road, you think, for a sixth-seventh role or possibly more in like three or four years? Are we talking this year or in the future? In the future. Uh, I, I mean, I guess there's always a chance. I mean, I don't think we've seen enough from him yet that he's going to be able to jump up to the NHL. I don't – you know, Chuck Fletcher hasn't seen him called up. But, I mean, I guess there's always a shot for a guy like him to be called up. I mean, he's, he's a good player, but at the same time, I think there's other guys in the system that um, have a better shot at getting called up um, in the future. I mean, especially because look at, you look at a guy, you got Phil Myers, but you also have a guy like Samuel Moore making his way back. And you know, if he stays healthy next year, he's going to make the Flyers roster out of camp. I'd be very surprised if he didn't. Yeah. And it seems like in three or four years, there'll probably be other prospects that exactly. come along. Like, uh, yeah. Um, it just was a nice, pleasant surprise. Cause I had kind of written him off and then he kind of shined a little bit. So, um, since you brought up Samuel Morin, um, here's a question for you. Who do you think plays more games this year, Sam Moran or Felipe Myers? Um, oh, wow, that's a tough one. <laughs> that is a tough one. Wow, <laughs> that, that is a tough question. Uh, I'm going to go with Phil Myers because I don't know how long Sam Moran's rehab stint's going to take. He's, he's actually practiced with the team for the past few weeks. And like I said, I talked to him the, to him the other day. He said, you know, he was feeling good. He felt, you know, he was psyched to get out. You could just tell by his attitude in the locker room. He was psyched to be practicing with the guys again. You know, he said he still got time to get his legs back. He's still a few weeks away from, um, you know, playing in game, in game action. He'll get a, you know, rehab stint with the Phantoms. Rehab stint with the Phantoms. Uh, whether or not, you know, he comes up to the Flyers within a week into his rehab stint, I'm not sure. Uh, but I'm going to go with Phil Myers. I think, it, you know, when the Flyers – call Phil Myers up if he proves that he belongs up here he's going to stay well that's good to hear I mean I take Felipe Myers right now over McDonald but again let's not go down that road we might be there a while um so what what did you see what do you think if let's get on the goaltending a little bit obviously Carter Hart had a little bit of a rough start with the Phantoms kind of you know uh settled settled down and then gets called up and has been on a a, a tear, really. He's out, had what one bad game that Carolina game, but other than that, he's been a wall. Um, go ahead. I mean, the guy's just been phenomenal, and, and you know, it's he's only played 13 games. And you know, call me crazy if I say this, but a lot of people are saying so. I'll go and say it anyway. The Flyers, I believe, have found their franchise goal. I mean, sure, the guy's played 13 games, he's young, he's 20 years old, but just the way he tracks the puck, you know, you don't see him make those sprawling diving saves. Because he doesn't have to. He's always in position to make the save. He reads the puck in the play so well that he doesn't need to make those big saves. He makes it look easy out there. And it's big for the flush. And I, and I feel like that also attributes to the recent play of the defensemen lately because they feel as if, you know, before they make a mistake, they have this feeling that the puck's going to end up in the back of the net. Well, now they know they have a guy back there, at least for right now, that's, you know, playing out of his mind that can make that save if they make a mistake. So that's sort of a little more, you know, eased in, in a way. Um, I mean, the guy, he's just been 
ridiculously good, especially at home. He's six and two at home, six two and one at home this year with a point two nine eight point nine two eight save percentage and two point thirty four goals against average. That's just ridiculous. Now on the road, he's only got a win in four games and has a three point oh two save percentage. So it's a little bit different on the road. He plays a lot better in front of um, the home crowd, but he's just been phenomenal. He's he's been a big part of this team's five game win streak. That's for sure. I think I read uh, or heard he's the one of the first rookie goalies to be like four and zero or have a four and zero stretch since like Kerry Lettinen back in like oh god two thousand three or something crazy like that. It's been a long time that's for sure. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, well, then I, I guess since we at least we think we have the starter figured out, yeah. Um, and after seeing what Anthony Stolarz did last night, understanding it's one game. But at the same time, when he was up earlier, I don't think he looked out of place at all. No. Um, with Obviously, we don't expect Neuvirth back. We don't expect Elliott back or these other 900 uh, you know, goalies. Where do you see – do you think the Flyers are going to give him like a prove-it deal? Do you think they move him? Um, I don't think he's got a spot with the Phantoms because I feel I – I heard they want to bring other prospects over. Uh, as well as loins down there. So what is your whole take on that situation? All right, so I'll start off with the Phantoms situation. So in order for him to be sent back down to the Phantoms, he has to clear waivers. He's no longer waiver exempt. So he has to go through waivers. And he's 25 years old. So you know that if if the Flyers put him on waivers, he's going to be picked up by another team. So I think him being with the Phantoms is out of the question. On the other hand, if he continues to play, if he plays to somewhat of the caliber he did last night, um, and plays, you know, like that through the games he plays through the rest of the season, uh, I can see the Flyers possibly signing him to a one-year deal. The only thing is, is that if they do that, the Flyers might not go out and get another. But if they don't resign slowly because he's an unrestricted free agent after this season, um, so that, you know, they have to see what they have in him because they don't have another chance to. I mean, this is, he's done after this season. They have to resign him. If they do resign him, I would say it's probably going to be a one to two year deal considering, you know, he hasn't really proven yet that he can really stay healthy. Um, but if he can prove that he can stay healthy throughout the rest of the season and, uh, you know, play good hockey, then I don't see why they, they wouldn't resign. And there's a good possible chance. I just talked about it on Twitter today that we could see the heart slash Anthony Stolarz tandem carry over the next season. Ryan, if I could ask you with, but the Flyers goalie situation, there are some people who, I mean, before Stolarz's game last night, I still kind of thought that Hart maybe needed that veteran goalie to kind of guide him uh, through right. this whole process. But um, after seeing Stolarz play last night and knowing what he is capable of, because he, he has looked solid at times. He's just been unlucky with, with injuries um, like a lot of the other goalies we have. Do you think it would benefit Carter Hart to have somebody like Brian Elliott still or – do you think Hart would be okay with somebody like Stolarz going forward? Well, uh, and you were talking about the rest of this season, right? Because I'll, I'll tell you one thing. After this season, Elliot and Neuber, they're both uh, unrestricted free agents, and they're both not getting re-signed. Okay. No, not one of them's getting re-signed. Um, Elliot will be a free agent. He'll go to another team. Uh, Neuber will be a free agent. He won't be re-signed either. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess, you know, it just depends. You know, if, if Stoli can stay healthy, then I can see him being Carter Hart mentor next year. If he can't, I can see the Flyers going out and getting a guy like Ryan Miller, 
been nice for Carter Hart. Being, you know, Carter will be the starter next season, no doubt. But at the same time, I think that, you know, having a guy like Ryan Miller uh, back up, he, you know, he, he's, a, he's a good goalie. He can still, you know, play, play good hockey. But at the same time, he can make a spot start every once in a while, but he can mentor Carter Hart at the same time, too. And I think that's the biggest thing we're looking for. Um, so, you know, it really just depends on how well uh, plays. I don't see Brian Elliott or Michael Neuver, um mentoring Carter Hart at all. Um, I think, you know, I think it, when Elliott comes back, if he even comes back, because his original prognosis was he'd be back in two weeks. It's now been two months. Yeah. Almost. Uh, not well. Yeah. It's been almost. Um, so at the same time, like, will he even be back? I'm, I'm not sure. But if he does come back, I wouldn't be surprised to see the Flyers carry three goalies on their roster. I'm okay with that because you know what? Carter Hart looks like a flat-out stud. Like, I'm not even sure that he needs to be mentored. I think he is – he's the man. Like, he's ready. He's wanted this. He's got it. And he's taken the baton. He's kind of running with it. And it's amazing. It really is amazing to see a 20-year-old kid uh, playing like, like he's been in the league for five, six years already. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. It really is crazy because he's played such a strong – just a strong start. Ever since he came up, he's just played really strong hockey, and it's something that you know. This 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 kid can't even legally drink a beer, and, and he's 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 you know what <laughs> yeah. I mean. He's he's stoned crisscross. I'm sorry, that was still ours last night, but you know he beat a team like the Winnipeg Jets without Carter Hart on on Monday. I'm not sure if the Flyers win that game. You know, I I agree. He was solid, and he's been solid. Um, really, ever since coming up, he had that one uh, really bad game on uh, New Year's Eve against Carolina. Um, but besides that, he, and he knew how to bounce back. You know, he wasn't really shattered by that or, you know, rattled by that uh, loss. You know, he got pulled. But at the same time, he wasn't. He came back and just played his game. He's sticking to his game. You know, he's not letting – he didn't let that game get to him and affect the way he played. He just stuck to it. And I think that's a big, big thing for him. He's, he's got a lot of confidence, and I think that's big for him. A guy that's only twenty years old. Yeah, it's that it still amazes me. So, how about this? I mean, this is kind of like, but what if Carter Hart rubs off on a guy like Anthony Stellars? Meaning, like, what? Can you explain? Like, uh, like his mentality going into games. Uh, I, I don't know. Like, if they learn from each other, as far as uh, if they're trained the same way, if they play the same way as a goalie. Um, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I get what you're saying. I mean, I think it, I think there's a good, ch- good chance that he rubs off on Stoli. You know, Stoli, I mean, Hart's 20, Stoli's only 25. It's not like Stoli's 32 years old. Right. He's still young, too. So, right. at the same time, they're both still learning how to play the game. You know, I mean, Stoli, he's only had uh, – he hasn't had much NHL experience. So, you know, at the same time, these guys are both still learning how to play in the National Hockey League. So, I, I think for sure Hart can rub off. On Stoli, I, I I really do believe that. Yeah, I'm excited for that tandem. I, I hope they do keep Stoli next year and, and move move forward with these two guys. I mean, obviously they'll move forward with Hart, but I, I like Stolarz. He seems like a fighter, you know. Yeah, I agree. You know, and he he stuck with it. You know, he he's just been unlucky with his injuries, but he's come back and stuck with it, and really not, you know, just you know s- stuck to the plan. Yeah, I can appreciate a guy like that for sure. Yeah, for um, sure. So I mean, I know we love talking goalies. All of a sudden, you know, uh, yeah. Carter Hart and all. What about a guy like uh, Morgan Frost? 
Um, Should he spend time in the AHL next year? I, I know he's lighting up the uh, the junior leagues this year again. Uh, I think the last time I saw, he had like seventy something points in in like thirty nine games. Yeah, he he probably has more on top of that now. Um, next year, do you think it's beneficial if he spends time in the AHL, or do you think he should, if he makes the team out of camp, do you think he should start on the Flyers roster? Um, I mean, it's like I'm fifty fifty with that because I think Morgan Frost, you know, it's a different league. The AHL and the NHL are completely different leagues. It's just they're they're nothing alike. So it's it's you have to adjust to the speed, the game, um, you know, just, I mean, in the NHL, you have guys that have so much more intelligence and they play the game with, with a, more of a, you know, I'm looking for the word like uh, hockey sense confidence and like just a different mentality than the AHL. Um, not, not anything against guys that play in the AHL. They're all great players also, but at the same time, it's just a different league. So, you know, I don't think it hurts to have Frost down in the AHL for a little bit, maybe, you know, maybe it's a half a season, just as something as little as that, or maybe it's a month just to get him, you know, kind of acclimated to, you know, the AHL and then bring him up here. Even though they're two different leagues, I feel like, you know, there's still some similarities in the league. You know, you get to play with guys that have, you know, been around the AHL for a while. And then to finally, you know, get up to the NHL, kind of feel yourself out. That's big. And I think that, you know, but I also wouldn't be surprised if Frost made, the team out of camp and started. Well, I wouldn't be surprised about that either. But I would say I would like to see him probably for at least a month in the AHL, see how he fares there before just bringing him up to the NHL because it's a lot tougher of a league up here in the NHL than it is down there. Absolutely. I mean, I'm pretty sure they did that with with the Flyers captain Claude Giroux. Didn't he play with the Phantoms for a, for a brief stint? Um, I think it was like 30 games, something like that. Maybe less, actually. Yeah, I mean, I think he at one point played from what I remember he he did play with the Phantoms and if you remember the Scotty Upshaw trade where we kind of got hosed we gave up Upshaw in a second round pick and got back Daniel Carcillo part of that was a salary move so we could keep Drew up with the Flyers so he was with the Phantoms but it, it really wasn't for a long period of time. right okay okay yeah I can see that because he was uh Drew was Wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. Now he was with the fans for a little bit, it looks like. Um, I am looking, but I can't seem to find anything on him with the Phantoms. No, that's okay. So we have guys on the roster like like Nolan Patrick and Ivan Provorov who uh, made the team straight out of camp. It, it seemed like they were they were destined to be on the team no matter what. Um, right. So like, a, like playing in the AHL for them, they wouldn't have – there would have been no, no benefits for them to play with the Phantoms? Uh, I'm not so sure. I think Provo, I mean, when you're a number two pick most of the time, one or two pick most of the time, you head right up to the, you know, NHL. Right. Um, and I think Patrick showed that he belonged there. It took him a little while to get going in his first year, but the second half, he roared. I mean, he was he was heard around the league. He, he showed, you know, what kind of player he was. And the same thing this year. You know, besides that road trip where he really got going, um, he had a quiet first half, but here in the month of January, he's really been playing good hockey. And he, you know, you got to give him time because, again, he's only 20 years old. So you have to 
let him get used to things. You know, people are calling for him to get the boot already. Yeah, that's and insane. The guy's 20 years old. You got to give him a shot. It's his second year in the NHL. Um, and same thing with Ivan Provorov. He's still young, too. I mean, the guy had a monster year last year. Um, comes into this year, you know, he struggled a lot this year. But if you look over his past, li- his last, you know, five to seven games, he's played solid hockey and a lot of minutes. And I think that's a big thing, too. He plays a lot of minutes. So the Flyers need to somehow find a way to kind of ease some of those minutes off. He's put, you know, a lot of pressures put on him. He's on the top pair. He's young. He definitely has the talent. But at the same time, pressure gets to you sometimes. And I think pressure's gotten to Ivan Provorov a bit this year. That's a good point. I, I think last night I heard he was at 21 minutes just through two periods. I think he yeah. ended up finishing around 26. But he's definitely the workhorse. He's going to be the backbone of that defense for a long time. A long time. Yeah. And, and you know, He's a he's a solid player and he's a solid defenseman and he can jump up on the rough too and that's nice to see. Um, and he's still learning when he can and can't do that. But you know he's played solid hockey over the past uh, few weeks and it's it's definitely nice to see. And you never rarely I mean you, I, in his last five games he played over twenty three minutes in all five of those. And in, in the game against Winnipeg he played twenty eight minutes. Wow, that, that's a lot of minutes. And then to play again the next night, I think he played 26. That's a, that's a lot of minutes, man. You are correct. Wow. Yeah. He doesn't have, I don't think, all season. Um, he's played under, like, probably, like, 21 minutes. I think he averages, yeah, he averages 24 minutes and 59 seconds of total ice time per game. That's the definition of a workhorse, dude. You're not kidding. So he, not- he, he, The last couple games, he looks – like the old Ivan Pro, at least to me, like he's coming back. Like he's finding his groove. He, he's finding his game again. His confidence is coming back. Um, and I wonder how much of that has to do with, with playing in front of uh, the goalies he was playing in front of before. Um, but it looks like he's moving with more pace. He's, he's more assertive, uh, more direct with the puck. And, and with his, when he's, when he doesn't have the puck, um, whereas before he was kind of getting caught in a no man's land. He was, he was hesitating a little bit. And uh, it's good to see the old Ivan Provorov back. I mean, I, I, I guess that's Carter Hart. I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm just going to give all the credit to Carter back. Hart, man. He's got that effect from the whole team. It's oh, crazy. Yeah. The, team, the, the team as a whole has played so much better um, recently. Hart's been the backbone of that team uh, definitely in this five-game win streak. Without him, this, we're not – you know, we don't have five straight wins. No way. Yeah, and you know what? Real quick uh, – as a as a player, if if you're going against an opposition, there might be some times where you'd say to yourself, you know what, I'll let this guy have that shot because I know my goalie's going to save that. When you're playing in front of a weaker goalie, you have to do anything that you possibly can all game long to not let this guy get a shot off because you never know if it's going to squeak through or not, you know? You're right. Yeah. And with Hart, you know that you have him in that and he's going to be able to make those big saves most of the time. Absolutely. Like I mentioned it earlier in the podcast, he's – he tracks the puck so well, um, he doesn't have to make those big saves. He's already in position. He's already ready for that shot. He's read the play already. It's crazy. It's crazy how well he tracks the puck. And the Flyers haven't had that in a long time. Not that I can remember. Nope. Especially not 20 years old either. No, not this young. I mean, yeah, it's he's, he's a workforce. And, I mean, he's getting to start Thursday against the Bruins. He beat them two weeks ago. It was actually two weeks ago today that he beat them 4-3. Uh, made some huge saves, few breakaway saves on the Bruins. Um, all three goals were goals that most goalies let let in. Uh, really, none of them were his fault. 
Yeah. So played a solid game. And he's played, like I said, he's played solid really since ever coming up. The Flyers, you know, he's only seven five and one, but he's played a lot better than what his record. Oh yeah. You know, than seven five and one is my point. For sure, for sure. Um, let's talk about JBR a little bit because let's talk Flyers. Like they're six and seven in their last seven games. I'm sorry, six wins, one loss in their last seven games. Five game winning streak. Some of these players are coming to life. One of those guys is JBR. Yeah. You want to talk? Go ahead. With JB, go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm I'm asking you. Go ahead. All right. I think with JBR, I mean, the longer you know, he was with Toronto for a long period of time. You come to a new team. It takes some time to build some chemistry with your teammates. It just does. And he got he was unfortunate to get injured. And missed 16 games with an injury, with a lower body injury. So that kind of, you know, kind of interrupted his momentum or his time with the team to kind of build some chemistry. Now that he's healthy and playing hockey again and playing on the first line with guys like Claude Drew and Travis Kinecki, when you have two playmakers on a line like that, you're bound to produce. It's just it's just common common knowledge. I mean, when you have a guy like Claude Drew on your line, you're going to crack the scoreboard practice score sheet it's just it's just the way it works and JBR, it, it just he's playing with a lot more confidence of late um i mean you know he's getting to the greasy areas near the net and he seems to be of late in the right place at the right time but when things are going well that's usually what happens i mean in the month of january alone he's played 12 games he has eight goals two assists for 10 points you know i just think that being on the line with claude drew and travis connect has really brought him to life. And, you know, he played with Drew back in his tenure with his first go-around with the Flyers. So he has a little bit of chemistry. He knows the kind of player Drew is. But since then, Drew's developed too. So at the same time, he doesn't know everything about Claude Drew. Mm -hmm. You know, so it took some time. But now he's finally finally looking like the player we want him to look like. He's finally looking like he belongs um, with the Flyers and he's working with their system. He's scoring goals. He's getting to the greasy areas. He's contributing. That's something he struggled with the first few months of the season. But I think that's a big part of him being injured for 16 games, missing all that time. And now he's finally starting to come to life. Those are all really good points. And, and my opinion, if, if you already uh, – like goal scorers are kind of streaky, streaky players, especially JVR. Um, he, he can pot a bunch of goals in a short span of time like he's doing now, and then he'll go cold for a couple games. I think for a guy like that, when, when you're injured – and I think he had like like a nagging type of injury because he came back and then he missed a little bit more, right? Um, I think for that to happen to somebody who's already a streaky player, he kind of has to get into a rhythm. And uh, for JBR, I was kind of patient. I know a lot of guys were like, oh, he paid him too much, blah, blah, blah. I, was, I said the whole time, you pair him up with Giroux, you pair him up with a guy like TK, and he'll produce. He needs a guy like Giroux and a guy like TK. Need in, in order to score goals because that's what he's here for. He's here. He's here to score goals. Right. You're right. No, I agree. And he's there to help the power play too. That struggled mightily this year, um, but they've just been really unlucky. Also, I mean, they get dances, but the, the puck just will not cross that goal line for them yeah. on the power play. It seems like it's it's frustrating, and I know the guys are frustrated by it too. Uh, just being in the locker room when they talk about it, um, you know, they're frustrated. They're not happy with the way the power play's going. I mean, Scott Gordon. He had he tr- he ran a five forward power play at one point. Uh, the other night they changed it up a little bit, but at one point it was all forwards on the first power play unit. <laughs> I'm glad they went back to some D on there. But what did you think about the five forward power play? Well, I think that when things aren't going well, you got to try some. 
got to try something. I mean, yeah. the Flyers, there's no way coming into the season they thought they'd be ranked, I think it's right now, 30th on the power play. Um, second to last. You know, I, I, I know coming into the season that I thought for sure they would be at least, you know, in the ranks of top 10, top 12 at least. And they're nowhere close to that. But they've also been extremely unlucky. So you got to try something. You got to try something different. And Scott Gordon was willing to willing to try it, and it worked at some at some points. Other times, they still couldn't get things done, which is odd because they have lots of star power on that power play, but they just can't seem to get any consistency going with it. It hasn't there hasn't been consistency with it all year, and it's worrisome because it's hurt them in games. Yeah, and and you mentioned Coach Scott Gordon. Um, I know he wasn't a, a part of the topics, but uh, how do you think he's done with this team? Well, I think he's you know coming in he's he's done well with the guys. I mean, you know, he's, he's a vocal guy. You know, he, he that's another point I got to make with Jaden Dar is that Gordon kind of sat him down and talked to him and he talked to me about that the other day. He just talked about, you know, how things have been going well since his talk with Gordon. I think he has a good, a big impact on the players. He has a big impact on the guys. And the good thing about him is, is that he coached a lot of the guys that are on the team. Now he coached Carter Hart. He coached Travis Sanheim. He coached Robert Hay. So he knows how some of these guys play. And I think that's big. You know, he knows, you know, how Phil Veroni plays. He knows how Vorobiev plays. So he knows how Oscar Limbaugh plays. He, I could go, you know, on and on. I just named like six players that he's coached before in the AHL. So he knows their style of play. And I think that that's big for a coach. But overall, I mean, he's vocal. He talks to the guys. You know, he lets, you know, he runs a good practice from what I've seen so far. Um, and, you know, his style of play, I, I like how he, the one thing I don't like is he, he mixes up the lines a lot. Now that they've started winning, he hasn't done it. But I wish he just kind of – because if you don't give guys time to mesh, then they're never going to find chemistry. They finally have now, I and mean, he hasn't changed lines. But before, if something didn't work at one time, he would change it up. So no, so none of the guys would have time to kind of mesh together and, and gel. Mm-hmm. Hey Ryan, I have a question. Since we're on the topic of Scott Gordon, um, what have you have you noticed or been told anything? Like, what are the biggest differences between Scott Gordon and Dave Haxtell? Wow, um, you know, I just think, <laughs> I just think, well, in person, I think Gordon. Gordon, I never got the chance to meet Dave Haxtell. I joined the site about two months ago. I've gotten the chance to talk to talk to Scott Gordon multiple times, and I'll tell you one thing: he knows a lot about hockey. I mean, the guy just goes so, when you ask him a question, he goes so in, in depth with answers. It's crazy. Like he can, he, he can go on. If you ask him a question, he can go on for like a minute explaining the answer. It's crazy. So I know for a fact that he has a lot of hockey sense. Dave Hatchell, I know he had a lot of hockey sense. I just don't know if he had the hockey sense that Scott Gordon has. You know, I think that at the same time, and Gordon is also more vocal. I feel like um, he's more vocal with the guys. He seems to have a better, relationship with the guys um like i said i wasn't around the team when uh, dave haxel was with the guys so i didn't know the kind of relationship he had but you could just tell on the ice you know he's having fun with guys um at practice he, he he's bonding with them in a way and i think that's big for a coach to get to know his players and get to know their style of play know their strengths know their weaknesses i think that's the difference between scott gordon and dave and dave haxel yeah, it seems like the players are in a better place right now. And it was a real black hole when Hacksaw was around. Maybe not his entire tenure, but definitely this year. So I was just curious about that. One, th- one more thing about JVR. Uh, 
it seems that we're all in agreement that when he has a competent center, things seem to happen. But are you at all worried about, uh, I don't want to say his lack of speed, but he's definitely not a speedster. And with the way the game is going, uh, maybe this contract in a few years, are you worried about JVR in that sense? Not really, because JVR, he's more of a net front presence. You know, you'll see him redirect a shot in front. You see him more, you know, he's more of a Wayne Simmons. And Wayne Simmons doesn't have a lot of speed. And it's hurt Wayne in the um, this year, I mean, obviously, you know, look, Wayne Simmons, he's definitely not as fast as he used to be, um, but not really. I think JVR, he's still got enough speed where he can kind of work in. Again, he's a net front presence. He's a pretty big guy. Um, he could definitely clear the crease still. So, no, I don't really worry about that because he's not a guy that's going to be, you know, get a lot of breakaway chances. And you don't, you just don't see it a lot with him. You see him more parked in front of the net uh, looking to redirect a, a shot from the point. So, no, I'm not really worried about speed. All right. It's good to hear you say that. A lot of the Toronto guys tend to uh, tend to throw that out there. Usually when a player leaves the team, there's always some excuses why they didn't feel he was worth being brought back. Um, while we're on the you know the topic, you've mentioned Simmons. Um, what do you see this uh, up, uh, upcoming trade deadline? Like, what are you expecting to get back? Like, are you like you know picking a prospect, a really nice prospect? What do you? Yeah, I would say at least a second rounder for Simmons, and maybe like a like a fourth liner maybe um you know Simmons he's still got he still produces goals I mean he's still a guy that could be a force to be reckoned with on the power play he's another guy that you can find parked in front of the net um looking to redirect a shot or simply be there for a rebound and he still produces he could still score goals um but at the same time his speed is regret is regressing and you know that's going to hurt him too and that's what one thing that I've pointed out you know Simmons he's still putting the puck in the back of the net enough but his speed has just not been been there at all. And I think Simmons, with his style of play, he still needs speed too because he can jump. He's, you know, you know, not so much. He's a different play. Him and JVR are similar, but at the same time, he's got more of like a, a leeway when going up the ice. JVR is a little bit different. Um, but Simmons, you expect a lot more out of, I feel like, and we haven't got it from him this year in terms of speed. I think that there's a good shot that he's traded before the trade deadline. Um, you know, I really honestly thought I would think within the next maybe two weeks, I'm not sure. I just saw something today that he could possibly be going to Vegas. I didn't really read into it too much, but, um, I guess it's a possibility. I'm not really sure with Simmons. I'm, I don't believe he'll be resigned. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of on like the fence with what's going on with him. It's, it's a weird situation. Talks are off and on, you know, you hear a trade rumor about Wayne Simmons and then it dies off for a few days. And you hear something else come up, so it's it's a weird situation. You know, it's funny that you say that because every time I think there's like a interest in him that could really be uh, dialed up, it sounds like the team is uh, confident that they're oh we're really talking about resigning him again, and I, it kind of hits it blindsides me. I'm like I don't see how that makes sense. I, I understand that Simmons and JVR are different, but they're also pretty similar as well. And it, everybody thought the writing was on the wall when we signed JVR. We we if Simmons wasn't hurt, he may have been traded last year. Um, but based on what you thought the return might be, I so I kind of envisioned a. Um, I mean, I knew this was a stretch, but like a you know my Casper Kapanen dreams from Toronto, uh, probably unlikely. You think? Yeah, I would. I would say it's pretty unlikely right now, Jack. I, I don't. I don't see that really happening. Yeah, I knew it was a little bit of a long shot. I've heard he's a little bit untouchable, although I think that term gets thrown out a little bit too often. However, I was. Uh, hoping that we that Fletcher could play Toronto off of Boston, considering that Toronto really needs to get out of the first round uh, to the point where Babcock could even be on the hot seat. However, they just got Jake Muzzin, so 
maybe they don't maybe they're not as worried anymore but oh that's what i was really hoping for to really dial up play one guy play one team off against the other and really uh get the most that you can but if a simmons and a fourth line or a simmons and a second and a fourth liner is all you're thinking we we can get i guess i'll have to guess i'll have to take it yeah i mean maybe maybe like a third like how we're playing but i would say at least a second round draft pick for him second or third simmons is a good player he, he'll value a decent return he'll he'll get a good return um yeah you know, like i said he's still got it he still can play the game you know uh, he's a big another big thing for him is you know he's a leader too. I mean he's a leader on the ice. He's a leader off the ice. You talk to the guy, he's a hundred percent a leader um, on and off the ice. You can just tell just when he's on the ice. You always see him talking to the guys um, on the bench um, on the ice. Um, he's a leader and he's fearless and he's not afraid to drop the glove. He's not afraid to stand up for somebody. So some you know playoff team needs that sometimes. The team that's making a playoff push. There's never too many leaders on a team. What, wait, 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 wait. Wait a second, guys. What about Simmons for our playoff push over here? We're only 11 points out. I think Pittsburgh actually won, so we're 12 points out. You know, if we're making the playoffs, maybe we need Simmons. Yeah, well, <laughs> well the Flyers aren't in a position right now. They're in a position where they got to build around Hart, and they don't have a team. If the Flyers somehow, I mean somehow, Jim, make the playoffs this year, no doubt, I think they'll get knocked out in the first round. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, I mean, I, I said uh, they were going to go undefeated the rest of the way. They're already 2-0. and uh, <laughs> Bold prediction, Jim. You're a little less than a – well, you're way less than half. Only 30 more games, man. I know. I mean, I'm going to look down the schedule a little bit here. We got the Bruins coming up next. That's a. It should be a tough game. I think the Bruins are going to come out and look for some revenge there. Um well, yeah, especially after their loss, you know, two weeks ago, the Flyers at home, yeah. um, a game that they probably could have won because Hart um, came up big. He made, at that time, what was a career high. I'm not sure if that's his career high in saves anymore. He might have made. Um, but at that time, that was his career high in saves. I think he, it was uh, 39 was, was how many he saved that game. So with that, you know, they had some chances. You know, they had some breakaways that they could have scored on. So, yeah, Bruins are definitely coming out tomorrow looking for revenge against the Flyers team that they probably could have beaten two weeks ago. So, you mentioned earlier that Hart's numbers are, are pretty much a whole goal better on at on home ice. Do you think he gets to start tomorrow night? Uh, yeah, yeah, no doubt. Uh, actually, Scott Gordon last night at the post-game press conference announced that Hart would get to start tomorrow night. Okay, it's uh, confirmed that. I really had no doubt. I, I figured, uh, you know, at practice on Sunday, you know, I was talking to a few of the guys. Uh, a few of the writers, and um, we both agreed that um, we all pretty much agreed that Stoli would get at least one start out of this three three games in a four day stretch. Um, to play Hart three games in four days, especially after he played on Saturday for the Phantoms, that's a lot. That's really kind of pushing it. And you know, Stoli hasn't done anything not to deserve a start. So, uh, but yeah, he is starting tomorrow. He will get to start tomorrow. You know, barring you know. I don't know, some crazy yeah. fluke. But, yeah, yeah not going work. as of now, is getting the start tomorrow night. Yeah, according to Gordon. Awesome. So, that's a win. And then, sadly, they have the – sadly, they have wow. the – Wow. <laughs> so, sadly, they have the, the Oilers at, at 1 o'clock. Um, and and that's, that's the first game of uh, – let me see here. One, two, three, a five-game homestand. Yeah. So, that so, – go ahead. Are you asking me if Hart starts there? Yeah, I mean, I, I assume that he would start, but – what do you think? Yeah, I, I would be very surprised if they didn't start Carter Hart on Saturday. They have, uh, you know, they started Stoli Tuesday. Stoli will get in 
some games, but Hart will, will get the majority of them. Yeah. Uh, and Saturday, I mean, yeah, he'll get the start Saturday. I, I would expect him to get the start um, the next few. I think after uh, after this, actually, you know what? After the Bruins game, I think it's pretty much every other night for the Flyers from here on out. I don't think there's too many back-to-back games. Um, yeah. But do you see Hart playing the majority? Like, like when's Stoli going to play again? You know what I mean? Um, not okay. not that I'm asking you specifically, but I think Hart's – do you think they're just – like Hart's going to get five straight starts type thing, six straight starts, seven straight starts? Um, I think it depends on his play. Um, I mean, if he continues to play well, I still think – the thing here is, if they knew what they had in Stoli, I would 100% say that Hart would get five straight starts. On the other hand, they're still trying to figure out what they have in Stoli, so they got to give him some starts here and there uh, to see what kind of goal he is. Because, like I said, he's an unrestricted free agent after the season, and the Flyers really don't know what they have in him. Right. All right. So uh, I'm looking at the, the, the stretch, like I said. Uh, next six games, very winnable games if they take care of business at home. Uh, with the Oilers, Canucks, Kings, Ducks all coming to the uh, Wells Fargo Center. They match up with the – it should be a pretty big game against the Penguins coming up. Yeah. Uh, what What are you talking – yeah, because they play – well, they got the Stadium Series game February 23rd. That'll be a good one. Yeah. So, I mean, the way the Flyers are playing, like like I know it's pretty unrealistic that they make the playoffs, but they could win They could win 10 games just as easily as they, they could have lost 10 games earlier in the season, this team, I think. It looks like they're starting to put it together. Um, some of these young guys are starting to, to get their confidence, get their legs under them. Uh, Hart, obviously, we can't talk about him enough. Um, Scott Gordon, I think, is doing an excep- exceptional job coaching these guys up. And uh, you know who we haven't talked about a lot tonight is is the captain. Who, oh, sure. He's having another remarkable year, and, and he's kind of kept it all together during yep. firing a GM, firing a coach, uh, stud goalies coming up. Uh, it's so easy to, to put all the blame on the captain, um, but I think he, he's doing an amazing job. He's having an outstanding year. What do you think? Yeah, he just continues to, at times, just put the team on his back. And, you know, people still don't give him enough credit. They still call him, um, you know, not elite. And I, I for one, believe Fletcher is an elite player. He's I mean, the guy, you rarely, rarely don't find his, you know, an assist or a goal or some kind of, you know, either goal or assist in a game. I mean, he usually, he rarely has an off night. Um, so, you got to give the guy credit. I mean, he's had another great season. But you need more than one guy to carry a hockey team. It's as simple as that. You look at the Penguins, you don't just see Sidney Crosby carrying them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Absolutely. Well, let me ask you this, Ryan. And um, I agree with you 100. percent And um, salary wise, that person should be Jake Voracek, and he doesn't seem to be pulling his weight. If you ask me, I've been pretty hard on him lately. Uh, there's been a lot of rumors out there. What, what do you think the odds are they actually look to to move him in the off season? I don't see it happening at the trade deadline, but do you think that's a possibility? Uh, slim to none, because I, there's always a possibility. I'm not going to rule out a possibility unless it was something crazy. And that's not a crazy question. There's always a possibility, but I really don't think any team wants to take on that contract right now. He's got a lot of money to still be paid. And I just don't think, you know, maybe if you talk to me in two years and went, cause I think he signed through, I think he's a, not a free agent until after the 2024, 25 season. Yeah. I think he's got five more years, I think. So 
nobody really wants to take on that contract. You know what I'm saying? They don't want to pay him that amount of money. So it's going to be hard to move Voracek. Is there always a possibility? Of course. But do I see it happening? Not really. Are you worried about his future? It seems like last year he had a little bit of a down year by his standards, and this year seems to be even worse. I've always considered him a little bit of a compiler. Like he, He'll get you 70 points, but doesn't make a lot of mistakes and it's almost like he gives like you know 20 or 15 of them back in points and it, he, it's just very easy to get on him and compared i can't understand why drew gets so much flack and only until recently has you know vortex kind of skated by now this year all these trade rumors have popped up um how do you feel about all that uh i think you know vortex is a good player but you know he's he's definitely good along the boards he's good with the puck he's good you know handling the puck but you know, he goes through streaks. He's a streaky guy. Um, you know, he's a good player. Um, but at the same time, he's a guy that, you know, really, I don't think has carried his weight this year. You know, he's had good games here, you know, here and there. But he's also had some, you know, really bad ones. What I have seen of Jake lately is his defensive game has been a lot better. Over the past few weeks, his defensive game has been phenomenal. If you watched him, um, you know, just, you know, when defending, he's just been really good. Um, which is really nice to see because he struggled with that a lot of the year. Uh, he's probably played some of his best defensive hockey in a long time within the last few weeks, I would say. Probably because of Carter Hart. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Carter Hart has an effect on everything right now, doesn't he? Yeah, thank God. Carter Hart has that, has that, I don't know, team effect, I guess, just – when Carter Hart's playing, the whole team plays better, I guess. Yeah, it must be like, uh, you know, that magic spray from uh, Space Jam you're spraying everybody with. Well, let me ask uh, you, uh, is, has that spray touched on Shane Goss' bear at all yet? How, has he started hitting the net yet with the shots? Uh, that- yeah, uh, yeah Goss has struggled this year, you know, definitely offensively. Um, he's going through a little bit of the slump, but again, he's pretty young too. Um, at the same time, not as much slack as, you know, I would give Provorov or um, – you know, Sandheim, because, you know, Gus Spears has been in the league um, a little longer than both of them. So, um, at the same time, like, I think you got to, you know, just – he's just got to stick to it. He'll get, he'll get his game again. He'll, he'll come around. Yeah, he's a guy that's been brought up in trade rumors that I don't want to trade because I, I agree with you. I think it's just uh, – he's 25 years old. It's, you know, let him uh, figure it out. I'm almost at this point – no, let's go into next year and see what we have. Let's have Hart from uh, day one. And see how everybody plays then. Right, right. I agree. You never know because Carter Hart, he will be the starter next year, no doubt. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, do you think uh, they go big in free agency? Do you think they play close to the chess and try to work on their own guys? Maybe they work the phones, make some trades. What, what do you think they do? Uh, during the offseason? Yeah, because there's a lot of big names that should be, should be available. Um. I mean, I think Fletcher's looking to improve the team, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if they made some made some trades. If, if if the right deal comes along, I mean, you can't say no to a good deal. Um, like I said, it was Gudis. I don't think the Flyers are trying to shop Radko Gudis right now, but at the same time, if the right deal comes along, I wouldn't put it past Fletcher, you know, shopping. Yep. Do you get the Do you get the vibe that this off season maybe a Panarin they take a run at or a uh, Mark Stone or somebody of that stature? Yeah, possibly. I mean, I, I always think, like you said, when, when I talk about possibilities, um, I think there's always a possibility. Um, Panarin, he's a good player. So, I mean, uh, and the Flyers have a lot of prospects to, you know, you know, play with and, you know, 
putting a package deal or something. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised if, if they did. I mean, it's Panera, I always forget this, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. Is Panera is not a free agent after the season, is he? No, he is. He is? Okay, okay. Yeah, and the whole thing was he said he's probably not going to resign with uh, Columbus. So him and Bob right. are both going to be free agents, so yeah. Right, and yeah, I know there's all this controversy with Bobrovsky and everything, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, sorry, I couldn't remember for some reason if Panera was a free agent after the season. But yeah, I think there's a possibility we go after him. He's a good player. I mean, uh, he's got a nice shot. You know, he can definitely use it. He's a good passer. Um, so yeah, I think there's always a possibility. The same with Mark Stone. I, I could see see that Mark Stone's a veteran. So I mean, I could see them going after him. I mean, he's still got he's still got it um, right now. So I, I yeah, I always think there's a possibility. Yeah, I. I mean, I know they signed JVR last year, but some of those names really jump out at you. So, that, I mean, especially when you consider that you have Fletcher there, but everybody still thinks that um, Holgram's, I wouldn't say it's pulling the strings, but maybe pulling for certain moves to be made, at least to get the fans back into it. Uh, although I think Carter Hart solved a lot of their problems and sold some Santa sacks, that's for sure. <laughs> right, 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 right. Now you got uh, that right. Hey, speaking of uh... – sacks or presents or prizes we got one to give away um we're coming up on almost an hour guys so if you, if you want to wrap up uh you guys have any plugs or anything else you want to add no just that you know i just really hope to see this team continue to thrive with carter hart i think he's a he's got a you know a domino effect on the team i think that he really just affects the team as a whole i think the team plays better um in front of him uh, when he's in net so you know, I mean, look for some more wins because they're playing good. They're playing well recently. They're scoring goals. They got a they got a backbone with heart and net. Um, you know, I can see the Flyers winning some games down the stretch here. Ryan, I got one last question. Now, you're you're big. You're a big Phantoms guy, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, somewhat. Yeah, I, I've kind of you know I'm more of a Flyers guy, uh, but I, I started to get into the Phantoms recently. Um, so yeah, shoot, shoot me. Well, I was going to ask, I don't know if you remember him, um, why, a question of mine for quite a while. Why did they get rid of Flex? Of who? Flex, the old mascot. He looked like Batman on skates, and now I don't even know who the damn mascot is. Uh, uh, Melvin. <laughs> Melvin's the mascot. Everybody, everybody loves Melvin. They do? All right. Because <laughs> yeah, when I grew up. And I really couldn't answer that for you. I don't even know who Flex is. I expected when I asked it, you'd say, oh, it's for the kids or something. But I was going to say, when I was a kid, the guy dressed like Batman throwing shirts out looked pretty cool. But, hey, maybe that's just me, this younger generation. If they all like him, I won't say anything. But I had to ask. Everybody everybody that, I t- everybody that you ask, if they've been to a Phantoms game and they know who Melvin is, you should hear good feedback. All right. I'll keep, it to, I'll keep that to myself. And I'll have to, I'll have to see him. <laughs> All right, now my last question. Who would win in a fight, Gritty or Melvin? Gritty. All right. Gritty's beating anybody in a fight. Right answer. Very good. All right, Gritty cool. after me if, if I don't say him, so I, I really don't have a choice. Yeah. I'm sure he listens to this too, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. All right, so, if, I mean, you guys don't have anything else? No plugs you guys want to do? No, that was pretty much it, my man. All right, Jack. I, I know you're coming up on a, a podcast pretty soon. You got you want to uh, put that out there? I believe uh, February 13th. I'll be on with Angry Dan with his new show. Um, its name slips my mind. You were on Jimmy. What's it called again? Oh, Brotherly Pod. Brotherly Pod. That's it. Not, not his original show. His new show. 
Brotherly Pod. I'll be on February 13th talking to Angry Dan. We're going to talk some flyers, and I'll probably get I'll probably get a little negative. I tend to do that, so it should be hey, fun. <laughs> it's fun to be negative. There you go. So with no further ado, uh, the moment you've all been waiting for, I'm sure, the winner of our autograph pick giveaway is Michelle Honick at MichyBell215. So congratulations, Michelle. Thanks for retweeting and following. We appreciate it. And uh, we'll get that in the mail to you. We'll get in your DM right after the show. That's Uh, great. Congrats, Michelle. Congratulations. First winner. I like it. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right. So we're going to wrap this up. Ryan, thank you so much for coming on the show, man. We look forward to doing this again. It was a a real pleasure. Uh, We appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, Ryan, it was a real blast, man. I, I could talk prospects all day long. I'd probably have you on here for another hour, but I'm, you know, it's late. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I got work in the morning. So, but yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. I really appreciate it. I had a lot of fun tonight, and I hope you guys will have me on again soon. I had a lot of fun talking to you guys. Hell yeah, um, whenever you want. Pleasure is ours, man. All right, guys, we're signing off. FHW Radio, we'll talk to you soon, and let's go Flyers. Let's go Flyers, let's go Flyers baby. Flyers.